0: Block, it's fake democracy. We're going up the wrong way, we're going to have to stop. Great soft, a secret boss. They can not expose them all. We're going up the wrong
1: way. We're going to have to stop. Welcome to episode sixty-one of the Cake Watch Podcast. With me, Chris Kendall, I'm an EU official, Eurocrat working for the EU. Um very pissed off about Brexit and recording this in a very strictly personal capacity. And with me is...
0: Uh, I'm Steve Bullock. I'm an ex-negotiator for the UK in the EU. Uh, and I'm also recording this in a professional... No, personal, not personal. professional capacity. Personal capacity. You've got to get these things right, haven't you? You've got to get these disclaimers right. Do you know,
1: I, I could introduce myself... I, now, by calling myself a negotiator for the because I'm i'm so you know, I changed job mm-hmm. um, in yeah. the summer and, and I'm, I've gone from doing a more of a sort of backroom job to uh, doing some proper negotiations now. It's great fun, it's really good to be back ah, doing it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I mean, Thank we'll you. talk a bit more about that, but yeah, I prefer it when you introduce the podcast, Steve, because you always come up with a funny <laughs> little tagline <laughs> I, I uh,
0: funny in inverted commas. though. I'll come up with a tagline but i'm not sure i'd go as far as to say it's it's nice it's like it's like the thing that you do i had a bit of a i had a bit of a panic a sort of middle-aged dad panic this week Mm -hmm. and because i uh i referred to a thread as a quality thread and then had this sudden oh my god does anybody still refer to things as quality do we know Ah, well, well, people, was, people were people split, and it seemed to be on a on a sort of demographic basis that oh, they were shit. split as to whether it's that, still used or not. We're we showing our age. Yeah, yeah. Oh so I think God. I was. In, so that explains the dad jokes as well, eh? Yeah. yeah. So it's like
1: when we were kids, and people
0: would call something wizard. Uh, they didn't when I was a kid, but then you're considerably older than me. So well, we we, we didn't, but but <laughs> but people did, didn't they? I mean,
1: and they were old, I and mean, they're all probably all dead now, or. Voting Brexit. <laughs> wizard. Yeah, you know, they used to have it in um,
0: Biggles and stuff like that. Do you remember Biggles? I'm aware of, I'm aware of something called Biggles, yes. Okay. Uh, they're also a, a prog rock group, Wizard, weren't they? Yes, they were, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, more glam rock. Was it? Yeah, prog is a bit more serious and highbrow. I wouldn't know, if you were there, I wasn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, prog, you know. <laughs> Uh, so, um, we've not recorded
0: for a couple of weeks. (laughs) Again, nothing's happened. Absolutely nothing's happened in the interim. Actually, nothing has happened. I mean, we do have a, a, we do have a total groundhog, groundhog day. Um, the headlines, yes, uh, this morning saying that, uh, Johnson was going to go and try and negotiate... (laughs) bilaterally with the yeah. EU member states to bypass Brussels. Yeah. Um, um, just as May had done and just as Davis had done before yeah. that. It's astonishing. Um, it, is, it really is Groundhog Day. And then we had the border non-paper, uh, which yeah. uh, actually Dag tweeted that if you'd, if, you'd, if you'd stopped looking at media at 10 yeah, o'clock okay. last night mm-hmm. and then only looked at the internet again at 2 o'clock today, you would have entirely missed the UK... <laughs> Uh, the leaking of the, of the UK non-paper on the Irish border, and then the UK disowning yeah. <laughs> disowning the same paper and saying it wasn't it wasn't their paper. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it go, and it going away again. Yeah, and, you know because, you would have missed yeah. the entire you would have missed the entire thing in a, in in twelve hours of overnight overnight news cycle.
1: Yeah, um, and also you had um, Sajid um, Javid coming back with. The David Cameron review of Brussels red tape, the re- balance of competences <laughs> review, effectively all over yep. again. The one that they all over again. The one that they did at great expense um, and in great detail. Um, yeah. Back before the referendum, the whole thing was supposed to lead to a renegotiation um, that was then supposed to lead to a referendum, which Cameron would win. And of course, that balance of competences review resulted in the conclusion that. Actually, everything's largely just fine, fine as it is. Yeah, largely and fine. So they buried yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so Groundhog Day. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you know, they say in technology that um, in technology, year on year, change is incremental and you hardly notice it. Like the new iPhone comes out and you think, well, it's that, you know, okay, it's got a slightly better camera. And, oh. But if yeah, you look one at thing it, different. but if you look at it 10 years later, where you were 10 years ago to where you are now. It's like you've effectively invented magic. It's, it's unbelievable where you <laughs> yeah. are. And yet it's so happened incrementally. And Brexit's like the opposite of that. It's like every, <laughs> every day, every hour, you have the most seismic changes. You can't believe that like, the news just keeps coming out you. You're like punch drunk with the news. And then you look at it and you think, actually, nothing has happened. Nothing, nothing has changed in three years. No, absolutely. Nothing has changed. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, look. I mean, I um So, I, I, so yeah, I was just saying that I've got back into a different kind of job, um, working for the EU. I'm negotiating again, just, um, just like um, I was doing much earlier in my career. And I'm really oh. enjoying it. It's really interesting. I'm. I won't. I don't. Obviously, I, I podcast in a strictly personal capacity, so I don't. I don't talk about my 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 work too much because work probably wouldn't like it, and the blind eye that they turn to my podcasting might. Which is very kind of them to do. Which like is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'd like to thank Brexit Central for effectively delivering that by <laughs> monstering <laughs> yeah. me to such an extent that they had basically no choice but to come out and support me. So thanks, thanks yeah. Brexit Central. But um, so I was in Tashkent in Uzbekistan um, uh, and we're negotiating a new agreement with Uzbekistan. Mm. Um and it was really interesting. I really enjoyed it. It was a really, really good few days where we went through just a whole range of stuff that the EU does with, uh, within its partners, in its, par- in its agreements, in its partnerships. So that was so really the, interesting.
0: What, what's, what's the agreement you're trying to head towards, the Neighborhood Action Plan or –
1: It's going to be an enhanced partnership and cooperation agreement. So it's going to be covering the whole range of stuff. It's it's political, foreign policy, cooperation, sectoral, energy, environment, all those sorts of things, research, uh, but then also a big trade chapter.
0: um, That's great because if if Brexit happens and then if in the next five or six years the UK can make enough progress in you know, democracy and rights and good governance, that could be used as a template for the future relationship, couldn't it? Yeah, so that, absolutely. That's, Yeah. yeah. That's but um, absolutely. There's,
1: there's a number of things that they'd have to sign up to, which I think they might have a bit of difficulty with, you know, I mean, on, on the um, human rights and fundamental freedoms chapter, for example, and democratisation chapter. Yeah. There's a lot yeah, of that absolutely. that they would, they would struggle with, I think. But um, No, it's very interesting. But um, one of the most interesting things about it was just you know, the last job I was doing was, was, was one where I didn't travel much and I didn't, I didn't spend much time with colleagues out oh. of the office, so to speak. And when you're travelling with colleagues, um, it's a different kind of dynamic and you talk yeah, about yeah. stuff and, you know, you, you, you're, you're out eating in the evening and you're going to, sort of to, the, to drink with them in the evening and so on and um, you have very different kind of chats and it's really interesting. And I hadn't really been in that dynamic since the referendum.
0: I also I have hated that you have to you have to have conversations at breakfast, which is just oh no I don't do that just absolutely yeah no, I, no 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 you don't do I that have you great work with yeah that.
1: you work out when your colleagues are going to breakfast and you go at a different time. Well, ideally, you stay in a different hotel, but yeah. Um,
0: but assuming assuming your colleagues don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> you some snarky emails tomorrow, the <laughs> uh,
1: Good point, yeah. Um, no, I don't think they do. But, and I'm coming to that because uh, one of the many pieces of wisdom I've gleaned from my trip last week, <laughs> this is all pure projection, of course, based on an entirely subjective experience last week. Of but, course it is. But, um, you know, as I joined the commission in 1995 and it was still, I would say it was still quite francophone Mm. and the entire history of my, of my time spent as a, as a Eurocrat has been watching the commission and the institutions become progressively more anglophone
0: and um, kind of. Well it noticeably did. I mean, I spent four years on the commission and it noticeably did just in those four years. So, yeah.
1: And what I'm noticing is, um, is is a shift in that, and I'm somebody who'd always said that you know Brexit well, it, Brexit might do many things, but it's not going to uh, it's not going to change the, the the anglophone nature of the institutions because English is not owned by the by the Brits, it's not owned by the yeah. UK, it's 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 owned by the world now, and you have a kind of special you know bureaucrat English that <laughs> is yeah. unique to the institutions <laughs> yeah. that we all yeah. speak, and I'm I'm not saying that English is going to go away, but I am I was struck by how Um, the week that I spent, um, people were speaking either French or Russian. I mean, Russian, obviously, because our hosts were um, working Mm. in Russian and a lot of my colleagues um, also speak Russian. But French um, became the language of our delegation. Uh, And not just for, you know, the the West Europeans, who traditionally were always the more Francophone ones, but also for colleagues from the Member States that joined in two thousand and four and afterwards, which yeah. I f- was quite struck by. That that seems to me to be a bit of a cultural shift that's happened.
0: Well, they've also isn't also this, it's it's happened at the point that there's also this third language requirement for promotions, isn't it? Mm. So I had the sense that lots of people who, you know, had a bit had a bit of French but weren't necessarily hugely comfortable working in it <clears throat> then went and got that up to then went and got that up to standard you know as well. Mm. So yeah it's happening it's happening at that time as well. Do you do you think it's to I mean it's surely not consciously to to make to make a point but do you think there's a, a collective desire to move away from
1: Well I think there might be. I mean I think that it's also influenced by the fact that um my boss um is a Frenchman <laughs> <laughs> and very he, he's he he does consciously use French. Um
0: Most Frenchmen do
1: No, they don't. I don't <laughs> agree with that actually. No, not in, not in the institutions. But he no, does I just meant in
0: general kind of well, like Frenchmen do with, well, They from generally French, yeah. But um no,
1: but he does in the work in, in the work environment. Yeah. Um, right. so I mean that that's obviously gonna play part of it. But no I, I think there is. And 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 also what's noticeable, I mean I was the only person in that large group of people um because we were negotiating such a wide range of things that we had quite a mm. large delegation and i was the only person on that entire in that entire group that had um a british passport even if i wasn't traveling under it yeah. um and yeah you really feel the tide of british influence withdrawing it yeah. really yeah. really fe- you really feel it you really feel it, and you know when you you meet up with the EU family there. You know, often when 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 an EU delegation goes out to negotiate something, they'll they'll do something social with yep. um, members of the diplomatic community from the EU family there. And you know, uh, you know, you didn't see the Brits; they weren't they weren't involved. They weren't they weren't really joining real. in. And no, yeah. it's it's really you really feel it. You feel it. I don't know whether that's me projecting or what, but I I'm certainly very conscious of it. So that
0: that was something that, that struck me, and this is—I mean, this is the sort of thing. This is the sort of we won't go into. We won't go into what you actually doing, you know. But it's the sort of thing that the Brits would have been extremely interested in yeah. before you went, and interested in influencing, and then they would be extremely eager to get the reader to get the readouts from it. Uh, you know, even from individual, individual. Uh, individual people who are on it, not just waiting for it to happen in a, well, in a working group, yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's
1: not. Oh, I think they will be oh. in Brussels. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I think they will be. But I, it was. So oh, I'm not. But they're, I'm not
0: s- but they're withdrawn from the working groups, No, have mm, they not done that? Yet? Not not
1: globally. They're, they're, they sometimes are there if they feel it that it's useful for them. I mean, so they're they're not doing the blanket withdrawal, but also okay. they're they're also still doing individual contacts. Yeah. So so that's still happening.
0: But well, why would anybody um, talk to? Them? Why would anybody talk to them at an individual level anymore? I mean, well, if, you're, certainly, if you're certainly not, I mean, certainly not on the same basis. But it's not the same. Exactly, it's not the same.
1: And then the other thing that was that struck me was um, in in just the general chats, and not just mm. so uh, se- several separate conversations that you have with people coming from different parts of the institutions and so on. And of course, we're talking about. Um, a, a specific group of people here—people who work for the EU—so it's, it's obviously a self-selecting group of people. But a number of chats that you have with people, um, where because I'm British oh. and I have a British accent, um, the discussion tends to end up on Brexit, um, and the 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 the, the, the attitude. Is not one of gloating. It's not one of happiness. It's it's certainly you know it certainly isn't. But it is most definitely not one of. Oh, I really hope you guys manage to pull pull this out of the bag and, and remain. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. no. P- people, I think, are very much wanting this to be. You know, they want. What, what, what's the what's the Tory tagline? get brexit done or whatever it is yeah yeah, yeah they want they,
0: they, yeah, to get on they, and yeah.
1: deliver brexit well that's what yeah. that's what brussels wants brussels wants the uk to get on and deliver brexit they really yeah. do they really do they just want it over they just want it done far more than the british did because of course we don't want it to be done many of us and, and yeah. the majority of us now by you know if you look at the polls but in brussels people want it done they really want it done and um, the what what really slightly concerned me was that in a couple of conversations I had, you had people saying, "Oh yeah, but no deal isn't really going to hurt, hurt, hurt the Brits. They'll be fine." Oh really? Yeah, yeah. That's oh, really? that was the real shock. Obviously, obviously, the they say that you will be, you know, oh there'll be some dealing troubles, but basically will be okay. But no, they're saying they're 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 talking themselves into no you yeah, deal yeah. being all right, even for the Brits. Like, oh no, they'll yeah. be all right. They'll be fine. I don't know whether they really think that or whether that's just what but but I heard a couple of people say that ah oh, you know it's not really going to affect them that badly it'll be fine just they just need to go yeah which, which is um I think that I think that that challenges a lot of thinking in, in 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 the British discussion on both sides both on the leave side
0: and the remain side well the, I mean the, the myth that's been prevailing all along on the leave side that the desperate to keep to keep the UK in. I mean.
1: If anything, they're desperate to get the UK out now. I yeah, think, absolutely. And just move yeah. on. And, and this is where, so I, I was, you and I were, were both looking at the article by Raphael Bear in, 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 the Guardian that I linked to on Twitter. We'll link mm. it in, in, in the episode notes. A very, very good think piece. It's a very good piece of analysis. That's very clear. Um, what I like about it is the clarity of thought in the, in this in this article yeah. where he 's saying, Look, it is very good. Um, he what misaligned perspectives he called them you know what's what 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 johnson 's exactly. doing what 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 london 's doing what the Tories are doing is just completely misaligned with what 's happening in Brussels. it's completely misjudged it 's completely focused on influencing a british electorate it 's completely Miss, miss, uh, misappropriate, inappropriate for influencing Brussels and delivering a deal.
0: But it always has been. I well, mean, from the been. very, from the very beginning, from David Davis, um, from the remarks about, uh, concentration camp guards mm-hmm. and stuff like commandants and, and stuff like this, <clears throat> it's all been for the benefit of back home. None, none of it yeah. has actually been constructive. And the, there was, a bit in the last six months before the agreement, before the withdrawal agreement was agreed, where you know the team of civil servants got super constructive with Ollie Robbins and yeah. actually pushed it to, pushed it towards getting yeah. a, getting an agreement. Yeah. But even then, the grandstanding about the agreement by May and by other ministers was was for domestic consumption. It wasn't yeah. for it wasn't for for the for the benefit of the negotiations yeah. whatsoever. Um, so yeah, the whole thing's been like that so it it's it's obviously got worse with johnson well what, I, I, what what I think we've definitely seen as well is that you know there was this initial thing that <clears throat> when people first met when Johnson had first become prime minister and came to Brussels, oh, well, it wasn't brussels was it, it was the, where was the summit in um where was it
1: you was mean it the brussels? one in
0: Buritz, the
1: the g the g seven one you mean
0: yeah, and people were uh, kind of uh no, it wasn't G7. There was a there was an EU summit he went to. Um, Who's the presidency? It was in the presidency capital. Um, but we don't do them in the capitals anymore. Um, was me anyway. There was this <laughs> he, when he when he'd only been prime minister for I, it was a big meeting within a week. In Finland, ah, uh, maybe it was Helsinki, yeah. But there was a big th- big thing that. People were more impressed with him than they thought they would be, that he seemed to have a grasp of his brief. Oh, and blah, Strasbourg. Strasbourg, exactly. And that he did appear to really want a deal when they thought that actually he wanted no deal and so on and so forth. And this has just completely fallen apart. You know, In some ways, that was actually a bit of a, dip- a rare diplomatic victory, even though it was all bullshit. But
1: oh, well, There's a bit of wishful thinking on the part of people as well, but um, on, the Brussels side, on, the, on the EU side, I think. Yeah, and because ab- people have been uh, yeah, so frustrated yeah, with Theresa May. I mean, I think Theresa May had a certain amount of kind of pity and sympathy, mm. but but um, obviously they could see the problem that she was her 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 total lack of charisma and <coughs> you know. And so so you know, I think that there may indeed have been an initial desire on the part of some people on the Brussels side to say, well, okay, here's a new breath of fresh air who knows, yeah. you know, he's, he's much more uh, obeying and cosmopolitan and, and, and has, you know, lived in the continent and knows the continent. So, you know, maybe this person is somebody, I mean, okay, we know and he's course, a bit of a populist, but, you know.
0: But after get, also after getting two-thirds of the votes from its party to become leader, I think there was a hope that he could, del- he could potentially deliver an agreement. And now, I mean, really, the sense is whatever we could put, whatever within the bounds of reality we could give, the UK, which I have to say isn't, even very, isn't very much because the, 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 uh, the compromises have already been made, you know, um, like the all UK, the all UK backstop. Um, but anything we could, anything we could give them wouldn't get through anyway. He won't get a majority. Well, exactly, anyway. And, that, exactly. um, and that's what, that's yeah. what the prorogation things. That's what the prorogation things well, absolutely so cemented. Exactly. But also then, but also then his reaction to his reaction to yes. it. The yeah. lack of apology, the you know actually going out of his way to bait and piss off uh, people, yeah. and to and and also the expulsions of his own MPs. Well, so, you uh, know, exactly. Destroy, I, think, I think destroying his own majority.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. the prorogation thing. You're right. I think the prorogation saga really appalled observers from the continent. I mean, really appalled people. I mean, it was proper failed state stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it really people really.
0: people. Well, people started using the term to failing start, state. To yeah.
1: start, to, 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 to be somebody who had a minority um, in parliament, who had uh, won um, his premiership on the basis of a tiny, tiny, tiny vote among selecting yeah. you know, so electorate. For that person then to illegally dismiss parliament at this point, yeah, I think appalled people. I mean, really appalled. I mean, yeah, that word is overused, but really appalled people. Uh, and I, I think, you know, I, and I think, you know, we, we shouldn't overstate the um, willingness, the, the, the credit that Johnson had to start with. I think that ma- no, well, there no, no, were no, maybe absolutely. a few I mean, people, people, people felt knew that felt that way, people but knew history. And, yeah. he's yeah. deeply, deeply unpopular, even to, even to begin with. So I, I really do think people were appalled by that. But, um, and I think that's part of the, Shift that we've seen since March and since the first extension. I think there are a number of things that have changed very significantly. Uh, one, obviously, is Johnson himself and, and, and the fact that he's so deeply unpopular and, 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 and um, I would say shunned. But also, just the, the 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 way in which things have now shifted in Brussels. The, the, you know, this is a year of change in Brussels. You've got a oh, new parliament. You've, you've had a parliamentary election. You've got a new parliament now. You've got a new commission. Um, we're in the middle of the transition. We're towards the end of the transition now. And you've got a new president of the European Council
0: coming up. Well, this I is really the point Rapha- Raphael Bay was making. Was yeah. that I, I haven't seen anybody, ma- anybody else make in the, at least in the same way, was that basically Brexit's timed out. Brexit's yeah. old news. Yeah. Brexit is for the outgoing commission... Um, well, we've said this. You and yeah. I have
1: said this many times. But you're right. I mean, we haven't seen it so much in the main, in the main, you know, in the mainstream, in the MSM. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's timed out. It's, it's, it's.
0: Yeah. People have moved on. Literally moved on. They have literally moved on. And the people coming and and the renewal is a chance to not have to be dealing with this. They constantly. don't want to deal with it. They do they don't, not exactly. Want to deal they with do, it. Exactly. They don't want to deal with it. That's 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 precisely It's it.
1: such a distraction. And so much um, effort has been put into getting us where we are. And that's the other thing that, again, Raphael says very clearly and very correctly is that a huge amount of effort was put into delivering a withdrawal agreement. We have a withdrawal agreement. And most of that effort was put in on the EU side, getting the EU to agree it. Yeah. And the UK agreed it. And Johnson was in the government that agreed it. And for them now to come and say, you know, well, actually, no, it's a rubbish deal. We don't want it. As if, as if they can overrule what the other and Johnson voted for it, and he voted for it. But not only that, <laughs> yeah. they only got the withdrawal agreement on the basis of the commitments they made to the Good Friday Agreement, which they're now yeah, also yeah. throwing out. Yeah, so the absolutely. whole thing is just—it's—it's it's utter delu- its delusional to beyond all reason to think that Brussels is going to reopen it and give him some kind of new deal. So it really, I really fear for the, for, for where we're heading with this.
0: But is the, is this a setup to to create a to create a veto? Is this a setup to to bait a mem- what one member state into saying just forget it, or even to even to uh, only offer an extension for three months? You know, there's lots of stuff floating around as there as there was in March and earlier. Um, lots of stuff floating around now saying, oh, it could be a six they, the EU could come and offer a six month or a nine month extension. I wouldn't be surprised at all if EU27 came and offered a three-month extension with the condition that it was, that this was final. I think it's more like the I other ge- way around. I genuinely wouldn't, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised well, at that. Well, maybe. I mean, or, or
1: it'll be the other way around, which it'll be, right, well, you know what, two years or that or not. Two or years nothing. or nothing. Because we I don't, don't want to be I, dealing with this. So two, wait, two years or nothing.
0: I thought that as well, but I don't think you can go into the next financial perspective with uh with the uk leaving i I just don't think you
1: yeah
0: exactly i don't i don't think you can it's going to be hard enough it's going to be hard enough to negotiate them during 2020 um with the uk still as a member state. it's going to be extremely difficult they really don't want it they really don't want it but then actually starting starting them off you see this is again you know the 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 brexitter conceit is that they desperately want our money yeah what they well, want is a, they want a new yeah. they want they, they want a new but they want a new budget and you can't do a new budget properly. Yeah, exactly. Um, if if the UK is gonna is, yeah. is, is is still planned to drop out, so I can't see more than uh, I can't see possibly more than nine months because that would allow the final decisions on the on the new MFF, mm. the multi annual financial framework. Sorry, which is the seven year financial planning mm. uh, agreement. Um, <clears throat> that would still possibly it would still be very very tight, but that would allow the final the absolute finalization of the legislation and the sexual legislation and so on. But well, no, that's not enough time either. It's got to go through. It's got to go through the EP. See, so I mean, the, yeah, I mean, I think I think they'd like this done by by Christmas. Or no, they'd like it done by March Halloween and, or March of the latest. They'd like it oh, yeah, done no, no, by no, Halloween. Absolutely. And this is this is no, the thing. No, this is
1: it, I'm I'm now feeling increasingly schizophrenic myself about it because. Again, you know, the more you I've I've spent a lot of my time in a remain bubble um <laughs> over the last three years, <laughs> as some of you may know. Um and perhaps not enough time you know and also because I'm somebody I'm a I'm a I'm a channel commuter, so I spend a lot of my time back in the UK. So I'm very much um living in a remain bubble. Um and that remain bubble uh, is not just a UK remain bubble, it's also it also um shields and insulates me from the general atmosphere and chit chat here in Brussels in a way I think uh-huh. and and I, I and and again being being out of that bubble a bit last week sort of pulled me pulled me up a little bit and made me think well you know what would happen if um what would happen if we remained what would happen if we revoked uh-huh. or what would happen if we had a referendum and decided to stay how would that how would that Land. I mean, obviously, it would be a it would be a very good thing. I think for the, for the UK in most respects, not in all respects, but but in most respects, it would be a very good thing for the UK. Obviously,
0: well, I don't um, think it d- would be d- for d- the d- EU. I really d- d- don't. D- depending on how it happens. I mean, uh, yeah, depending depending. I think it on on whether it, how how good a thing it is for the UK and how not bad a thing for the EU. Greatly depends on how it happens. I mean, we've always said that about rejoining. We've been we've been we've been two of the people who've been saying, look, don't put your don't put your faith in rejoining because mm. it's going to be a decade, a decade and a half minimum mm. before there's any political chance of this. <clears throat> but also that you know, it for it to happen, it's going to need a see, it's going to need a serious, sustained sea change in attitudes as well mm. Mm. For, it, for it to for that to be tenable. And I think that's the th- that's the thing about uh, that that's the thing that will make the big difference if we stay. You know, if if it end if we end up getting the referendum, and if the referendum is won sixty two thirty eight or more, hmm. then I think EU twenty seven will see that there's been a sea change. You know, if they hmm. if the populists are, the populists are thrown out, the opposition unites. Um, and and a referendum brings uh, a, a genuinely overwhelming overwhelming majority. Then I think that this slide this slide into negativity towards it on the EU side would would be arrested because it would be a you know yeah but 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 leaving but, unicorns but to a, one. But, <laughs> but an emerg- but an emergency revocation. I mean I've said all along that the Parliament needs to be ready for an emergency revocation. If we get with it, you know the cherry mm, bill essentially, mm. and I mean that's somebody who was it on Twitter. Today? Somebody astute on Twitter said, "Why isn't the government threatening that?" Yeah. The government, if the government wants the EU to move and the leverage that the UK now has, <laughs> is, to, is to threaten, if to threaten, threaten to revoke. That's so the, true.
1: That's so the 20, true. On
0: the 29th ninth of October, because that if you don't give really us what we want, we'll revoke on the 29th of October, yeah. and we'll be. Fucking assholes to you, God!
1: It's like every every piece of leverage that the that the leave that levers think they have is it, the opposite. It's again, we're mm-hmm. in opposite mm-hmm. world. You mm-hmm. know, they think that they they think that threatening No Deal is their great bargaining chip. When in fact, all that would do is hand every bit of leverage to the EU. Yeah,
0: the, No, no Deal is a gift
1: to the, to the to the EU. It's mm-hmm. the kind of people that I was talking to last week, who are the kind of fairly sort of you know. Let's, let's call them
0: Anglo-sceptics. <laughs> well, they're also people who negotiate with third countries as yeah, well. I mean, you know,
1: yeah, exactly. These these are trained, hard negotiators who can see where their advantages lie. And I tell you what, if the UK left with no deal, um, it would be a gift to the EU's negotiators. I mean, my team would be sniffing, sort of chum in the water, seriously. It would be, you know. Whereas on the other hand, the, so a, a surrendered bill that would... Um, Oblige the government to revoke at uh, the last minute would absolutely fuck everyone up. It really would. <laughs> yeah, it really would. Yeah, it, really, it really, would. really, really would. Because that nobody here wants that. Because I mean, even even okay, there, a sixty two thirty eight referendum. Yeah, I think I, I think you're right, but I just don't. I don't think that's very unlikely. I mean, you know, who knows? But he, I mean, even if, even a, a fifty five forty five referendum win is not going to be something that. Is a great solace to Brussels. I mean that you know you're going to be looking at um, there's going to be a lot yeah, of fighting going. Like, oh, okay, when right, does this happen? When, yeah. when does this happen again?
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, but 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 as you say, indeed, a revocation, an emergency revocation against a sullen sort of with a sullen Leave community who still think they're a majority, and a and a not, and a and a government who would then presumably be the opposition, but you know one of the two main parties basically. Um, pre- preaching riots and and and, and uh, civil unrest. Uh, that, does the EU want that? No, it doesn't want that. It does not no. want that. No, it really doesn't. It doesn't no. want that. It doesn't need it. You know, it really doesn't need it. And you know, what's what's my motivation for for Remain? Why am I a Remainer? Why am I a Europhile? Why do I believe in Europe? It's because I believe in Europe being a force for stability and peace. And so I need Europe to pr- prosper. I need Europe to survive and prosper. And um, the interest of the whole is more important than the interest of the part. In the, well, in we've, regard, we've talked know?
0: about we've talked about it. We've talked about this before. The, the, the well, we thing talked the, about
1: it even before the what, before we before the podcast. I mean, I, yeah. you and I both uh, think. And I mean, I, um, John Worth as well. I mean, we had a yeah. long discussion before the referendum as to whether should we even be backing leave as as year files should we be backing leave and we came to the conclusion that no, that would be fucking stupid and of course we shouldn't but it is the um, thing
0: you you wake you that you don't like to tell people that you wake up every morning and you think oh, uh, as a european and a resident of a resident of the eu27 <laughs> as well um is this actually you know is this actually best for europe and <clears throat> i keep coming back i keep coming back i know i've said this loads of times but i keep coming back to the consequences of having uh, recalcitrant non-cooperative, uh declining, possibly failing ex member state on its door on, on its doorstep and the effects in the long term for yeah. that. You know the the Now we know that uh security cooperation hasn't been shielded from 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 Brexit in certain respects because of uh uh counter-terrorism cooperation and, mm. and, and so on that's reliant on that's reliant on uh on 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 the EU. But you know the sort of Western alliance stuff, the big uh the big security and military stuff has basically been shielded shielded mm. from this. It's been um people won't know where it is, but um the, the NATO headquarters in Brussels isn't actually really particularly in Brussels, it's kind of between mm. Brussels and the air <clears throat> it's actually between the EU quarter and the, and the airport you drive from the the mm. EU quarter to the airport and you and and you effect, you basically pass it and there's this kind of it feels like there's this cordon sanitaire where the ring road is that you know that protects nato from from all, from all of this stuff mm. um but if you get to the point of non cooperation if you get to the point where any cooperation is seen as toxic is painted as a uh, is painted as a as a as a surrender or as unpatri unpatriotic, and so on and so forth. You can get to the point where you know any agreement, any cooperation, would just be absolutely politically politically toxic. And then you've got and then you've got the makings, particularly with, particularly when Trump gets his <laughs> second term, then you've got the makings of a of a of a really okay. serious ser- serious crisis. So. So, but my point, my point is that there's there are no excellent outcomes now. There are only there are only bad outcomes, and it's a it's a question of which one's the least mm. bad. And I think even for the EU, I still think the UK seeing seeing sense get and and getting getting rid of the far right of the Tory Party along the way, if possible, yeah. and seeing sense, which I think. I mean the Tory Party's in absolute disarray. It's a well, it's I want to come a to this, yeah. party. You yeah, know? Yeah. I want to come to this. So I, I still think this is in the UK, it is in the EU's best long term interests. However, you know, other every member state has its own political cycle and its own and its own politics, and they are all the same short short to medium term political cycles. And EU twenty seven leaders looking at their next three years in power or their next election next year. Mm-hmm. Um would prefer the the UK to piss off now. Well, people are absolutely
1: petrified of populists, of populism. They're absolutely petrified of it. They're absolutely petrified of the poison of populism. They they, they are scared stiff that one of the big ones, like Germany or France, will go populist. Absolutely terrified of it.
0: Well, it's happened in the the past and millions die. And that's the
1: context, you know. if, if, if If you saw... um, a populist takeover of, of French politics, for example. I think that's what people are really scared of. I mean, I don't know how likely it is or not. But listen, before I want to come back to something that you were saying. See, I, I, we've probably depressed the listeners to um, the point of unsubscribing at this point. But I want have to come you got back. Unicorn
0: and, chaser, have you got unicorn chaser?
1: You know? Well, yeah, possibly, yeah. possibly. <laughs> so the other, the other. The other thing that's I'm feeling, (laughs) that's in the water, I'm feeling, um, is that um, despite all that I've been saying, I'm actually feeling a lot more optimistic about where the UK and maybe even America are heading. I think again, without (laughs) wanting to be too, (laughs) have have you been
0: have you been reading Breitbart (laughs) again? (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, um, um, let's not disappear down the Trump rabbit hole, but I mean, you know, the, the impeachment thing's looking pretty pretty tasty and, you know, I mean, he, he may have run out of rope. Um, but in the UK, I don't know. I'm feeling I am feeling that we maybe we're a little bit more resilient than we were worrying. I mean, the Supreme Court ruling for me was a really, a real tonic. I mean, a real tonic, you know? um let, let 's look at the things let 's look at let 's look at the balance sheet you know what what have we got that 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 's poisoning um british politics we 've got the um, the baleful evil influence of the um, of of the press of, of certain elements of the press i think you 've seen a real pushback against that even this week like look at look at the Look at the um, pushback on the BBC again about the complaint against uh, yeah. that, that lady yeah. um, whose name I, I forget, but 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 real pushback on, on on them to the point where they had to pull back on that. And I think that's actually quite a major shift. Are yeah. oh, you seeing? You know, John Humphreys resign? <laughs> oh, not resign, um, retire, which is yeah. wonderful news. Um, look at what happened has just happened this evening with 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 Prince Harry. Now and, yes. and Meghan Markle suing the Daily Mail and the Mail on Sunday. I mean that is to me that because that's a prop. I mean they you know they're going to have enormous amount of public support. I mean he's oh, citing yeah, yeah, he's citing what happens. You know, he's absolutely. citing what happened to his mother in 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 the in his statement. So, I mean that it's really I think that could be a real game changer. And that, you're also hearing you know um, interesting reports um, that the Queen was asking questions about how she could whether whether and how she could sack Boris Johnson. Mm. Okay.
0: Um couple that with parliament growing a pair and and it really did. I mean I've said all along I don't believe that the Tory, Tory rebels are really going to rebel. Yeah. Fair fucking play to them. Oh, absolutely. They did and they did in their drawings. really serious well, discussion yeah, about a yeah, GNU yeah, and
1: about who would lead an interim government. You've got Dominic Grieve uh, saying at the Tory party conference uh, in the fringes he's saying were Johnson to ignore the Ben uh Act, he would be uh he would be forced to resign. The Queen mm-hmm. would make him resign. You yeah. know. I mean I I feel that um you know yeah we're in an extremely polarised and toxic environment. You feel that, you know, th- we know that they've overplayed their hand and you feel that um I don't know. I just feel I feel a lot more optimistic about where the UK I think that we may I, I don't want to I don't want to say it, I
0: don't want to say it, but you feel that the counter-revolution is... Uh, Maybe. Maybe the... maybe the 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 Seeds seeds of it are there. I mean, there's definitely the...
1: And we may Brexit, you know, we may Brexit, but, you know, even if we do, um, you feel that the seeds for fixing this, I mean, so... The thing has become so broken that nobody can ignore it and you think that, well, you know what, something's going to have
0: to shift. I think, yeah, I mean, I think there's a... People are seeing that the Emperor has no clothes, mm. you know people are going, and other people are saying, "Oh, yeah, but not that I mean for fuck's sake, yeah, I mean, I am quite right wing but not that that's that's yeah. uh, that's outra- that's outrageous, you know, and things like that 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 they really weren't before and uh, speaking of the bubbles you know being in being in the being in the political bubble what we're seeing the rhetoric i mean the 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 astounding thing about Tory conference has been that I mean forget you know uh truss and uh you know other idiots yeah. who you expect to say idiotic things. What what's been what it's been notable for, I think, is for uh halls full of people booing when uh mm-hmm. In fact, ex-Tory <laughs> MPs mm. names names are mentioned, yeah. and things like this. You know, we've got you've got people people in people in suits and suits and ties booing and heckling, and you've got MPs saying. Things that are just absolutely outrageously palpably untrue, oh, and, yeah. and people, and people, councillors stealing
1: go, things from, yeah, you know, committing oh, yeah. acts of
0: vandalism, and then pretty terrible, and could you know, tell. MPs who who you know no better, going on TV to, def- to effectively defend groping. Yes, yes, yes. And, and you think? You know, yeah, I mean, how is that going down
1: with the wider public? Do they really think yeah, that they've yeah. got sort of you know fifty-two percent of people listening to that thinking and nodding along? I don't think so. Yeah. When Pretty Patel time- goes on, sorry, go on. Sorry.
0: No, no, no. Go on. No, I was going to say on. when
1: Pretty Patel goes up, you know, goes up and she's she she's there. You know, from a, a from a visible minority. So you know, fair play to her. But she's there. Using that fact that she's from a visible minority to say, well, you know, to what the, you know, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the liberal metropolitan elite of North London, which, let's face it, is an absolute dog whistle for Jews, you know, come yeah. on, we know, you know, Peston's comment on that was absolutely right, you know. Yeah. know. Uh, Can't say anything to me. I'm the child of immigrants and I say that I am going to deliver on ending freedom of movement. That's my one priority is to stop freedom of movement and I will deliver that with a smirk on her face. And and to think that people aren't looking at that thinking, you know, Mm. where do you you get off talking about that? I really do think that that is not going to generate the kind of that yeah, that's what that's doing is that's that last
0: year that w- that well, it's worked not even last that. Year. It,
1: it, it is so niche it is so much speaking to their own bubble to their own small oh. um, um, base to their core you know that's not going to have any kind of penetration outside no. their core you know which is now extreme you know exceedingly and, and, and increasingly fringe so I, and that, yeah. I, I think that they're not doing themselves any favors with that. So, in, you
0: know, good. and then you have, the, and then you have the new, you know, the 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 bad news keeps on coming. I mean, Nissan, yeah. Nissan saying that they'll uh, they'll they'll revisit the decision to make the new yeah. the new model. Yeah. I mean, you know, if a factory doesn't get new models, the factory eventually eventually closes when yeah. the models that it does make disappear. You know, for so the 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 ability of people to. Uh, to to delude themselves is is, it's getting harder to 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 delude yourself that that it's all that it's all bullshit it's hard Um, the i mean ian dunn mentioned today that nobody even makes an attempt at talking about frictionless trade or anything like that anymore you know all of that all of that's gone all of that is yes yes there'll be yes there'll be borders yes there'll be border checks um, I mean, yeah. at Dover, let alone yeah. you know, let let alone Ireland. All of the talk of frictionless trade has gone. All of the talk of a unicorn. There's no there's no unicorn deal even yeah. being even being proposed now. Well, they were know, the
1: ones saying, yeah, there's no you know we, the Irish and the EU can do what they want on their side of the border, but we're not going to put up any border. Mm. I mean, that
0: yeah. I mean, they have the propo- and they have the proposal for they have the proposal for the putting putting up border. And the I think Yellowhammer had a serious effect as well. Yeah. So um,
1: I, I do feel the, that, I feel that we we are in still in the middle of it all, and it's really hard to see things when you're in the middle of it, but it's one of the I, th- I suspect that it's one of those points where we will come out at the other end of it at some point, maybe soon, maybe not soon, but we'll come out at the other end and we'll look back and we'll be like, well obviously the 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 Tory party was going to disintegrate." Obviously, the the British electoral system, as as it was, had to fall apart and be rebuilt. Obviously, the Labour Party could. Obviously, For there had to be a reconfiguration and real. But,
0: but this is buy, but this is buying into the Maoism of uh, of of Cummings. I mean, this is this is this is giving into the knock every you know no, destroy. No, everything, he doesn't get to own no. Every,
1: but it's not. It's I mean, it, it it's not. <laughs>
0: It, it and, is and also, failing. Under, also, it's not that somebody's actively destroying it. It is
1: failing under the weight of its own impossibility. Over it, its
0: But own, also, the. But, but you're assuming that it's it. What we're talking about here is maybe it's fa- maybe it's failing towards a towards a more positive outcome than 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 we might have thought it was. But at the same time, you've got de- you've got people threatening MPs' children. You've got brick through yeah, Remainers' of no, windows. I mean, you know so.
1: It's a terrible situation. I I agree and 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 it's terribly fraught with risk and things could get very messy before they get better but they will get better. And I think that the point is it's not sustainable. It is not it's sure, just I'm, not sustainable.
0: I'm not, I'm not sure I'm not sure things do get I I'm I'm not sure things automatically do get better That's a, That's 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 my point. I mean my 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 point about has always been that Brexit happening is saying yes you Yes, you do win, and yes, you fifty-two percent do get to dictate uh, what happens, and you're in charge now, and it, and and mm. the right of the right has effectively won. Then. Well,
1: they, they, that that's been the that's been the story of the last three years. But I think I think that. Even if they do get their Brexit, of course, they're not going to it's not going to be the Brexit they thought they wanted or that they promised and it's going to be something else and it may be it'll be their de- defeat to own. And I, I do think But this that- is
0: ah yeah, but this is, this is this is this is sorry to interrupt, this is kind of this is kind of my point. Um I wrote a thread uh uh based on uh, the the uh, a tweet by Roland Smith had 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 made me about about this had made me had made me really think about it about how nobody will be satisfied, whatever, whatever, nobody, no leavers, all leavers or the majority of leavers will not be satisfied by any single leave outcome, you know? Um, so what's the point in doing one? Because, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the threat of violence or instability or, uh, uh, dissatisfaction or voting for voting for the voting for a far right party, like the Brexit party, um, is, 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 at that point, becomes sort of inevitable because there is no outcome, even No Deal, because No Deal, <sighs> no de- No Deal will then people will be upset by the food and medicine shortages and and and, and things like this because they've been promised a glorious a glorious No Deal. So there is literally, you know, no outcome that can bring this. Ooh, and I still don't think that Remain has got the ducks in a row about having a story. See, of what, of what, of what, of what happens. You know, we were saying what happens after a revocation, what happens after a referendum in, and a revocation. The conversation. And the same, and the same thing, go, the same thing, the same thing goes for the, the same thing goes for the UK. They're not just the same as if you, if Brexit happens, the people who are throwing bricks through of window, our very good friend who's been on the podcast, Jim Cornelius had a brick through his window with traitor written on it. Mm-hmm. Thrown through his fucking kitchen window. Um, the... These, this is this is not going to go away if Brexit happens. People aren't going to go. All right, well, we've got what we want now, so let's go home. No, this is the beginning. This is the beginning of getting rid of the of, of getting rid of the human rights act. This is the beginning well, of rolling back, rolling back well, rights. It's not
1: necessarily the beginning. What what it is 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 we are at a stage in what is has become a cultural. What we're having, Steve, is we're having a post Remain conversation. I think you know, in my mind, I've kind of. I've almost moved. It's no longer about um, do we remain in the EU or not. I mean, I, I do still hope that we do with my heart. My head's not quite sure, but my heart certainly wants to still remain in the EU, that the UK should remain in the EU. I think what the conversation I'm having and, and, and the reflection I'm now having and I'm, is, what happens to the UK? Remain or leave? What happens to the UK? Where does this go? And yeah. um, and, and I... Um not as
0: pe- pessim- about it, Well yes really.
1: indeed, but I'm not as pessimistic as you are because what what I'm saying is that yeah, we we're in the middle of something really very dark. And indeed it could get darker and probably will get a bit darker. But at the same time I think that you're really seeing um
0: We are seeing from revili- what you said resilience. A, a res- not resilient. just resilience,
1: yeah. you're also seeing um grassroots and above reorganization reorganizing regrouping resisting i think that what 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 this has done is injected a bit of backbone into the people who um want to defend their vision of britain and british values and 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 and, and that's that's what happens the day after brexit or that's what happens the day after re- revocation either way what you're seeing is the birth you know with something else will be birthed from this and i think
0: something positive and i think you're already seeing and maybe it. Uh, and maybe that's the answer anti- i mean I'm, I'm it has to be because as, as you know i'm so, i'm so frustrated by the the difficulties of cooperation between between political
1: I, that's p- inevitable p- political to me. I, I, I have no problem yeah, with that at all. You, it's you perfectly do it's absolutely there. inevitable but what i do think is that um i i i i I really do believe that we're watching the death throes of something, right? Yeah. And so, you know, bad things can happen in, 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 in that, you know, as we know, and pe- some people thrive off that. You've got the people who want to get rich off it. You want to have the people who want a kind of year zero thing. But, but it, regardless, you're in the death throes of something and the thing that's dying was broken and is broken and had yeah, to yeah. die. So we, we had to see this happen.
0: You know, and I mean, in 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 some ways, Johnson's an absolute gift. I mean, you saw with the yeah. prorogation that the the, pro, the 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 bringing together of progressive progressive grassroots forces against yeah. this was absolutely extraordinary. You know, yeah, uh, you had, astonishing. You know, yeah, you had leading leading remainers on the platform, same platform as 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 momentum activists. Well, a- Ale- um, against this. It gave common cause. You know, uh, well, Alex uh, Alex Andreou-
1: um, Sturdy Alex, uh, of Romaniacs, who is absolutely my, my man crush. I think the guy is, you know, I would, yeah. He, um, on the, on the most recent Romaniacs live, um, was asked, you know, they all had to answer the question, like, who, who are your remain heroes? You know, who, who, who are the politicians who are your remain heroes? And who are your, your non-politicians who are remain heroes? And he chose the ERG as his political heroes of Remain, <laughs> because without the ERG, we would have left the EU already.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> they've absolutely. basically
1: broken their. I mean, they've they've bust the entire Leave cause. Yeah. They've, they've 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 broken it.
0: And he's right, isn't
1: he? He's absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. No, it's the same from a from a from a Scottish indie point of view. Johnson's a Johnson's a dream come true for support for indie. Yeah, you know, because you see what you he know, said today. No- yes, yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Um, no, but I mean, it's a, it's just a. it was a, interesting. A total- my phone
1: thought when I said you would see what he did today, my phone thought I was activating Siri.
0: Huh. <laughs> oh, ignore that. Hey Siri, show me an example of an unionist who has the greatest gift to <laughs> independence. <laughs> We've just activated all the listeners. Oh bloody! Hell. <laughs> <laughs> was, oh yeah, we can activate listeners. How oh, brilliant. Don't, don't. That's absolutely outstanding. That's that
1: podcast rule number one? Do not activate people's devices.
0: God, I'd never thought of that. Yeah. Oh, that's outstanding. Yeah. So, hey, sorry, Siri, Google. Don't do it. Don't. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously, it's a
1: podcasting no no. You mustn't do it. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Sorry, everybody. I'm very sorry. You might have to beat
0: that. <laughs> I'm not ending that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so it's an it's an absolute, it's an absolute it, it is an absolute gift to that the, the what I what I see is the potential the the potential for the disunity between the parties to 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 become so entrenched that it that it that it fucks it up, you know, um, and uh, and yeah, that's that's my that's my that's my big big worry now. But also, I mean, you've definitely got you're right that there seems to be the the prorogation seemed to bring. An awakening and a purpose hmm. uh, that the, that had been to some extent, to some extent lacking, and I think that was partly down to the teaming up of uh, of people who who aren't normally protesting yeah. Yeah. To, together, finding finding com- finding common cause, and that can only be that can only be a that can only be a good thing, you know. So, um, and speaking of which. Yes. I, should do a plug for, yeah, I should do a plug for rally, rally for, we're our, just, we're, for our yeah,
1: We're just on the hour, so it's perfect timing. I think
0: you should ah, do that. that's great timing, isn't it? Yeah, almost as if planned. Um, so, uh, yeah, pr- we talked about Priti Patel uh, to- again saying that her, her one pri- – I think she said her one priority was mm-hmm. to end freedom of movement. So her one priority was to remove a right – from mm. the population of the u k mm-hmm. for the sole reason that she didn 't want other people mm. that she doesn 't want other people to to have it um and we 're holding a final say for all and lots of other uh, citizens rights and other uh uh pro european and anti brexit groups lots and lots actually you have t- i think we 've got twenty twenty groups now working t- working together on this. Um, or organising rally for our rights, uh, which you can find details of at r4o.r.co.uk, uh, or you can follow Rally for Our Rights on uh, on on Twitter for updates as well. Um, and I think I, I don't I don't know if we had the locations last time. Uh, we've announced yes, a, we did. Yeah, but do them have, again. We've announced locations, so the locations would be. Um, We have three locations, and what we're doing is we're asking. We'll have some speakers who uh, who have who have slots and who who uh, are planned. But what we're also really want people to do is really want people to come and speak themselves and to uh, to to talk about their own experiences and their own uh their own lives and their own fears and the impact on their on, on their own lives of the loss of rights and the loss of the guarantees of rights i mean it's not it's not just a question of losing rights it's a question of losing the thing that guarantees our rights um and we, we you know we see this time and time again with government assurances that uh for example workers rights won't be affected by brexit uh, well bullshit there <laughs> is no the point is that the guarantee of work of rights is gone, and a majority of government that wants to roll back work of rights will be able to will will be able will be able to do that in the future, um, because they won't have we won't have the guarantee, and we'll have no addition we'll have no higher court to take or to take our own government to when it when it infri- when it infringes infringes our rights as well. Um, now the three venues will be uh, in Smith Square outside the EU office there. And what we want people to do there is to come and talk about, uh, talk about the rights that are, that are important to them, the rights that we derive from from the EU, and the rights that they rely on. We want the positive, the positive stuff there. Um, where we'll also be at fifty five Tufton Street, which is just around the corner. It's it's a uh, hundred hundred yards hundred yards away. Um, 55 Tuffin Street, which is the base, the headquarters effectively of the people who are desperate, desperate, desperate to get rid of as many Mm. of your rights as possible, as many of your rights as possible, who want a deregulated race to the race to the bottom. And yeah, we want and so we want people to come and come and talk, come and talk there about about where we're going and the the threats rights and where we go, where we go if this isn't stopped. And then we want people to come to the Home Office and we want people. And the Home Office should be should be where our should be the organization that protects that protects our rights and administers our rights. But we've seen time and time again that it's absolutely not fit for purpose. Mm-hmm. It's not fit for purpose for administrating the the, the rights of non EU citizens in the UK. It's not fit fit for purpose for administrating the rights of EU citizens mm-hmm. in the UK. But this is not just about EU citizens or, 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 or non-EU citizens in the UK or, or UK citizens in the EU. This is about everybody. You know, If, if you're in work, then you have protections which are guaranteed by the, by the EU and those protections are not going to be guaranteed and can be, can be removed. If you're a member of a minority, you're covered by equality legislation. People say, well, the UK has equality legislation. Yes, it has. But this can be ripped up this can uh this isn't this isn't entrenched and guaranteed and guaranteed it's not in it's not in a in a written constitution the way it is in, in in many countries not until we this get an, subject to
1: not until we get an enhanced partnership and cooperation agreement.
0: Well, quite absolutely, and in which case it would effectively be the relationship with the EU would be would be guaranteeing it. And uh, Jessica, Jessica, Seymour, uh, the amazing, amazing Q.C., mm-hmm. uh, said yesterday that Brexit is the biggest removal of rights and freedoms ever by a liberal mm-hmm. liberal democracy, and this is affecting this. This affects everyone, and it goes right down to the government saying that they don't consider it their responsibility to guarantee supplies of food. Mm-hmm. You don't have a right to a supply of to To even access to to to, to food, mm. um, so we really want people to come, and we really want this will be a, 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 a we're planning for this to be a, a a somber kind of protest. This is a a, a somber, deep, deep issue, um, and we really want to get over that. This is everybody. People think rights are for other people rights are not for other people, rights are for everybody and you might not think that you rely on rights, but the instant uh, the instant you uh, become surplus to requirements at right uh, at work, for example, you then instantly rely, are relying on uh, relying on your rights again mm-hmm. uh, so yes, yeah, so please come to this and please uh, please come and, and speak and I know that speaking, I hate and avoid speaking at these things, uh, I really, really, really do. Um but it's extremely cathartic if you can if you can manage to and also it 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 has huge impact to hear to hear people's to hear people's stories. This is not politicians or experts or people with knacks to grind. This is uh these are uh these are people who 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 rely on this stuff for their lives. Mm-hmm. You know? As we and we all do, so please come and please come and support it, and please come and please come and talk to us, talk to everybody.
1: Yeah, if you're wavering, if you're wavering, picture Pretty Patel standing up there in front of a crowd full of people, grinning, grinning and smirking as she talks about destroying your rights.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And once you've emptied your stomach contents into a bowl, book your ticket. Yeah to come
0: to London. And this is Andy, and, and this this is an anti Brexit rally because it's Brexit that's causing this. Mm. Um now it didn't have to be it didn't have to be this way. Brexit didn't have to be mm. the opening for a bonfire of bonfire of rights. It didn't have to be that the the but it the, is. The, mm. the plan could have the plan could have been could have been different. It could have been for a close it could have been for a close relationship. It could have been for an EEA uh, type type of thing. Um and it isn't. And it's not going to be either. Hmm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, you, you have to you have to stand up for rights. You don't know you need rights until you need them, and you have to you have to stand up for them, or they wither and die um, through 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 lack of support and lack of use. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, Steve.
0: Yeah, we haven't even done, we haven't even thought about doing a lie of the week this week because it's just I mean, fucking hell, it's been a sort of stream mean, of just...
1: consciousness. But yeah, exactly. I mean, the lie. I mean, you can't really do a lie of the week in Tory Party Conference week, can you? No, because no, you can't. I mean, you'd have to do
0: a whole episode. Yeah, just just on just, just on lies, that, which so. I, I
1: don't particularly want to do. <laughs> no, too depressing.
0: Um, I
1: mean, we've done we've done just about an hour, which is a pretty good. Uh, Pretty good podcast length, actually. So we
0: don't actually have to pad this out. We could just. Should we give everyone a break? Yeah. Should we give everyone a break from the from the from the difficult last twenty minutes yeah. that they always sit through? Yeah, yeah. 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 Let's go do up do, it. Use, Yeah, use this twenty minutes to go and do something fun instead. Yeah. We we are
1: giving you this twenty minutes. We are. It's a gift from us to you, dear listener. to go and go Do something.
0: Go and go and, go and go and yeah, go and grab a quick pint or. Sit down, sit down, and read a book, or put your favourite music on instead. Google
1: uh, Google enhanced partnership cooperation agreements. (laughs) Do not do that. We've got one with Kazakhstan. I mean, have a look at that. Yeah, we've got.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Uh, It's kind of a look and look to the future, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, what? Yeah. Gosh. Let's just do that. Maybe we
1: should just say goodbye.
0: Yeah, I think we should. Alright, goodbye, Steve. Look, everyone hang in there. (laughs) Everyone hang in there. Uh, Listen to Chris, who says it'll get better, not me, who says it won't. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Thank you. Good night. Good night.